Imagine it's late at night and you're channel hopping and you find some god-awful horror film full of actors you've never heard of. This is the game of that film. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Myth Takes. I know what you're thinking. The title seems strange, and you're still hearing from me. So it is the Scavengers Network Scramble Week. Uh, You're going to be finding a whole bunch of creators jumping over to different shows that they are not normally on. Uh, And so today, we have something a little different. We have a one-shot for you uh, with three people who are not Myth Takes frequenters. I'm not sure how else to say that word, so that's the word you're going to get. So I'm going to go in order of who's on my screen, left to right, or clockwise, rather. Uh, And so, Cassie, hello. Oh, hi, what's up? Kyle, hello. Hey, hello. And Daniel, hello. Hello. So real quick, let's, in that same order, just say what shows we are all from. Uh, I, it's Cassie again. Hi, I am from Unnatural 20s. And this is Kyle from Wet Hot American Moon Juice and NaNoWriMo podcast. And I am Daniel. I am from Apodalesma, and I edit Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast, and uh, edit some historical hotties episodes as well. Fantastic. And again, I'm Colin Parker. You know me. You've heard me way too much, probably. But guess what? You got more of me, so deal with it. Um, I'll probably edit that part out. <laughs> I don't want to seem confrontational. Uh, deal with it. Yeah. So, okay. Enjoy our content. Daniel, you have been on Mythics before as a guest. It's been a little over a year. Um, that is so accurate. Glad, glad to have you back. Glad to be back. And then Cassie and Kyle, this is your first time on Myth Takes, so welcome. Thank you. Yes, thank you for inviting me into your home of this myth, mythological takes. <laughs> so we are today playing a game called Dead Channel, uh, and I've already forgotten who it's by. It is by... Grant Howitt. Grant Howitt, of course. Um with additional material of the one shots from Chris Taylor. That's very true. It's you know, if you don't remember who it's by, you could probably just take a stab in the dark and say that is by Grant Howitt. And most of the time you'll be right. Uh, Daniel, why don't you introduce us to your character? Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, my name is Adelia. Oh, love it. My primary stat is that I'm hot. Okay. My secondary stat is that I'm strong. Hell yeah. Okay, no, but you're supposed to be talking about your character that you're playing in this <laughs> game, Dan. Not you. Dan, this is make hey, believe. Yeah. Oh, oh. He winked at me through his eye patch. <laughs> nice. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. Tell us about your character. Well, his name is going to be Bront. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Smooth. And Bront, Bront is strong and smart oops okay completely butchered the word strong so apparently neither of my tags are smart i butchered the name brent and made bront so we're all good oh so that was a a mistake (laughs) no well we're gonna stick with bront it came out of my brain weird but (laughs) i love bront okay bront yeah Yeah, i would die for bront no uh good talks bront okay and finally cassie okay so i i feel like there's not enough like moms in scary movies it's always like young teens so i want to bring a mom into this mix she her full name is going to be carol berg schneider but all of her son's friends call her mama berg and at first i was going to put her as strong and for uh her protective like mama bear side 
I was going to do strong okay. and smart because she was going to be overprotective, but I am willing to, I can move that around. She could be a weird and smart mom. Okay. I like right. that. I like that. Cool. Uh, let's start back at the top of the order. Adelia, uh, who is your, uh, your NPC rival? Tula Bergschneider. <laughs> My family. Oh. That little uh-huh. witch. Mm-hmm. She is. <laughs> thinks she is prettier than I am. She's better at like everything. And she holds it over my head, and she stole my boyfriend. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Drama. Mm. I don't know much about her, but her mom is probably great. Probably <laughs> real cool. Um, okay. Uh, and then Bront, who is your NPC rival? Uh, my uh, Bront's NPC rival is Grant. <laughs> okay. Grant is Bront's oh. twin brother. And th- they are rivals, and he is a non-playable character. And, and, and just in case you were wondering, just as confirmation, Grant and Bront's uh, parents are just <laughs> t- too much. Oh, good. Um, I don't know if you could tell by their names. That's good. Their naming conventions. Uh, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so finally, uh, let's hear about Carol Bergschneider's or Mama Berg's NPC uh, rival. Mama Berg's NPC rival is going to be fucking Deborah from they go their rivals from way back in the day from PTA meetings. <laughs> there was a fateful PTA bake sale where uh, the bitch brought store bought brownies when she knew <laughs> I signed up for the brownies and hers sold more. So we've been rivals ever since that day. Deborah, yeah, Whoa. there's a lot of heat for Deborah. Deborah, oh. See, because of the way you said it, I wrote it down as fucking Deborah. Good. Yes, that is her Christian name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, first name fucking, last name Deborah. It's good Christian name. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, the, I forgot about Saint fucking Deborah. That's yeah, a good Saint Christian fucking name. Deborah. She's also so, painted okay, on my wall. So <laughs> I. Uh, okay, so let's roll for location. So uh, we are going to be in a large family home. Um, which oh. I think does kind of make sense to, because this seems to be a kind of neighborhood-based uh, group here. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're going to now each roll for your I just want. I just want hot makeouts. <laughs> yeah, nice. you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, Adalia got a different number, but. Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bront just wants respect. That's all Bront's looking for. A little yeah, respect. I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of bullying around the name. No, but Bront's strong. Bront's, Bront be strong. <laughs> Bront's strong. You know, I just want to make a true friend. That's all, you guys. Oh, that's it. That's the, most, that's the most middle-aged shit I've ever heard. Uh, that really, yeah, it got, kind of is. All right, well, everyone, let's just have a good time here on the, you know, the whatever. Um, okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, right? Here we go.
after all of the traditional black screen with white lettering on it that says film production by X company, a Spike Jones joint, right? Like all that stuff. After all of that stuff pops up, finally the camera fades up and the camera angle starts up above a cul-de-sac in a very large neighborhood complex. The camera is essentially a drone and it slowly descends as it starts to follow one of our heroes. And that hero is Carol. We are following Carol and Tula as they are walking up to a house within their cul-de-sac. Carol, this is a large neighborhood party. Um, It is someone's birthday. Uh, What are the two of you bringing? Well, Carol brought, she has really perfected her brownie recipe, so she's definitely bringing that, and she knows it's going to get a lot of comments, and if it doesn't, she will flip out. That's a side note, but it's totally fine. And uh, (laughs) Tulip has just brought her Switch over in case anybody wants to play. She's not trying to socialize, but uh, she could socialize through the Switch, and that's all she'll do. Gotcha. Okay. Anytime we have an NPC uh, that is a rival, uh, I would like the rivals to also be played by the three of you. Um, Not that you would play your own rival because that would get, you know, weird. Um, So for now, let's say that Tula is Kyle. Grant, which is Bront's twin, uh, is going to be Cassie. And Deborah uh, will be Daniel. Let's have now a little scene of Tula and Carol walking up to that house. What are the two of you discussing as you are, you know, walking up to the party? Okay, Tula, you know, this is a big party for me. I'm going to try to make a friend here. Can you please, please just be a little respectful to all the other kids and all the other parents? Uh, I I don't have to be respectful. I have 67% battery life on my Switch. So that is as long as you have. The, I'm not staying I don't, a minute later. You know, you know I don't speak battery percentage. I don't. I need a time, okay? How, what, when, how long do I have to make a friend? I don't know how much time is in, the Switch, in my Switch time. It's like a different time zone in a lot of ways. You can't ask me that. Okay, it's but if it dies, if it dies, can you just like, can you just talk to the other kids? Will you just please socialize? No, I'm going to use our prearranged uh, password to say that the time is up. And that's where I scream cow. <laughs> and you know this. Okay. All right. I guess I can't ask any more of you. Just make sure if I am like, maybe we're really chatting it up. Maybe I'm really making some friends. You do got to scream cow if I am really deep in a conversation. You realize this house is just going to be full of 15-year-old children, right? You know this. What's to say I can't make a friend with a 15-year-old? I'm hip. I'm cool. The law. The law says that, I think. You know know what? You might be right there. All I'm saying is I... Okay. And as you are sort of trailing off and finishing, um, Carol uh, knocks on the front door. And uh, the person who answers uh, is Deborah. Uh, Deborah is not Deborah is not the homeowner, uh, but Deborah is best friends with the homeowner and has taken it upon themselves to uh, open the door and greet everyone to fucking, fucking you know, try to show has. off a little bit. Oh, exactly. Of course, Deborah has. Um, so the door opens and Deborah is there to greet the oh, two no, of no. you. 
Oh, hi. Oh, Deb, Deborah. Carol, Tula, it's so great hi. to see you both. I'm so glad you're here. I wasn't expecting so you, you right make... here. Oh, you brought brownies. I did. Yeah, I've really been working on them. I think they're going to be a big Aww. hit at this party. Well, let's hope so. Mm -hmm. uh, so I also we... brought brownies, but of you know, oh. it's, I'm sure they'll still be fine. Mm -hmm. And did you uh, make them this time or still, still Albertsons? Tula, how are you doing? I'm fine. Do, is there a switch charger in this house that you know of? A what? A switch charger. Oh, it's a new Never video mind. game. They're all talking about it. It's all the kids are talking about. Oh, I don't you think we know. have any of those. Okay. Can I go? But come on in. Please come on in. Thank you. I'm just going to set my brownies right in the middle, right where everyone's at in front of the living room table. No, we're doing all the everything, all the foods in the kitchen. So if you want to just put it on the table, I'll put it in the kitchen with the rest of them for okay. now. Okay. 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 Um, coats go in. Uh, the the coat closet's full because uh, you know this this party started a couple hours ago, but uh, coat closet's full. So if you would just want to throw them into the bed in the guest room, it's the first door on your right. Okay. Uh, thank you. So so warming. So good to see you. I think Tula at this point has just abandoned Completely. this interaction and <laughs> gone to a different area of the house. You walk in and you take your coats and you take the food into the kitchen and everything like that. Um, and that's when the uh, the man of the hour, one Oliver Miller, uh, who goes by Ollie, uh, it is his birthday party. Uh, he is turning 16 and it's kind of like a big deal. And Ollie is like one of the cool kids. Like he is the coolest kid at the school uh and so like everybody wants to get an invite to ollie's house and it is like he's also definitely uh they're not like rich rich but they've got one of the biggest houses in the community um so you know you know that it's got multiple guest rooms it's got a major basement with like a home theater uh and there's like a pool room and there's all, all that other stuff there is an outdoor pool um and there's like a little hot tub jacuzzi kind of thing out there. Uh, and so you know, it's a big party. It's a big house. It's happening here, right? There's so many kids that you go to school with um, for those of us who are in high school. Uh, and then for those of us who are parents like Carol or Deborah, um, you know, there are other like adults there who are hanging out mostly in the kitchen area uh, trying to, you know, just sort of like not keep an eye on the kids and i'm saying that in air quotes like oh no we're just here to give you a ride later but like they're making sure that it doesn't you know that they're not breaking into like the alcohol and stuff like that even though they definitely are um because it's hard to keep track of that many people so uh ollie the cool kid uh walks up to you and is like yo it's so totally cool that you're all here uh mama berg what's up and tries to give you like a secret handshake that you definitely have oh, not yeah. figured is out this yet a, a high okay all right uh, it's cool it's cool uh yo what's up tula how you doing i'm fine i guess oh is that the, is that the new animal crossing switch uh yeah Sweet. yes yes yeah. make a friend make a friend make animal a friend. crossing though for real Animal Crossing is tight, dude. I'm so stoked about this game. Definitely going to be leaving some notes. Definitely going to be hitting up Tom Nook for some of them bells. You know what I'm saying? So you do have a charger for a Switch? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's somewhere around here, I'm sure. Uh, there's probably at least one in like at least two different rooms here. 
my gosh, I love this house. This is the best place right now. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's really... Oh, okay. You're already gone. All right. Well, I'll, I'll catch you later, Tula. She loves video games. Loves video games. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That That's cool. Oh, sorry. One second. Someone's calling me over there. I'm going to... Hey, I'm sure we'll catch up later, though, Momberg. You're, you're awesome. All right. Cool. Thanks. Um, and that is uh, when Ollie starts to walk away because he actually is being called over by uh, Dahlia. Uh, so it is Adalia. Adalia, sorry. It's all good. I need to write that down. Ollie! Yeah, happy what's up? Happy birthday! I know oh. I already said it. I'm just so excited for your party. Thanks, yeah. Um, you know, like me too, for sure. So look, what's the, um, what's the deal with the hot tub? Like, what's the, what's the jacuzzi deal? I mean, it's on, and it's like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's hot. Is it not hot? Uh, I mean, it's like, it's hot, but like, it's not like happening, right? Like no one's over there. Well, I mean, sometimes you're like, you know, we're all teens, you know, we're all, we're all feeling pretty shitty about our bodies, like self-esteem. It's kind of tough. I mean, like, hey, even me, sometimes, sometimes I don't think I'm cool. And like, then I just had to kind of remind myself. That's so silly. You're so cool. (laughs) I mean, you know, And she touches his shoulder and she's just like... Oh, I just think maybe it'd be better if, like, we both got in the hot tub, and that might, like, get people to go hang out in the hot tub. Ollie doesn't say a word for, like, ten full seconds, and then Ollie just sprints down the hallway, um, running towards the the glass door uh, outside towards the pool and jacuzzi area, and is definitely yelling, Make a hole, people! Uh... (laughs) He, you know, Ollie is is gone. Ollie is is getting ready to jacuzzi it up, um, and uh, on his way out the door, he runs into a uh, a good friend of his by the name of Bront. Whoa, bro! Bront. Uh, oh no, sorry, uh, Bront and Grant. Sorry, he'll run in. He'll run into the twins. That makes more sense. Uh, oh, yo, what's up, uh, dudes? Okay, no, you uh, stop. You have to look at this really quickly. I was telling Grant that I did 12 more reps than he did yesterday, and he does not believe me. And so, will you please watch this Dude. whole video right now? It's about two minutes long. It's all my reps. And just to what? Because he. Like 10 of those reps don't even count. Those aren't even full reps, dude. Of course they count. My nose touched the bar. Dude, you totally like good. You totally yeah, can't play. Like a good workout. I, I gotta say, it's God, looking like. I can't stand him. Brant. Okay, I'm so sorry about this, but you know, you okay, yeah, you are twins. All right, you got to give me a break. Like, you look the same. Okay, I'm so sorry. No, we okay. First of all, we do not look the same. Look at my bicep right now, it is so much bigger. I I measured it the other day, it's half an inch bigger than him. His as he was sleeping, I measured it. That's first of all, that's weird. I told you to stop doing that, but second of all, it's not any bigger. And you could what you can really tell by is our calves because his calves, he's got little boy legs, Uh, little baby boy legs. Yo, Brian, oh my, have you been skipping? Nobody cares about calves. (laughs) Who's looking at calves? You can't skip leg day, bro. I've been telling you this. I don't. I don't skip leg day. I skip on you, leg day, and I, it's only skipping. That's what I do. All you care about is those arms, and they're gonna get you. Can be uneven, bro. I've been telling you this. Uh, no, I care about arms. I care about chest. I care about back, and I care about my abs. And you, and I'm gonna yeah, get that. Fourth I one, totally one feel this. Whatever, uh, bro. Like we'll we'll talk about it later, but like. Adelia? Yeah, you were running yeah, off somewhere. Yeah. Adelia's like trying to get me in like the jacuzzi. So like 
I'm, what? Yeah, yeah, yo. Yo, really? For real? Tight. Bruh? All right. Bruh? Gonna have to catch you later. And uh, once again, Ollie takes off. Uh, and so I would like each of these main characters here. Uh, there's a little bit of a montage situation here. Um, the next, you know, couple of hours of the party, uh, continues on and it's just sort of like a little bit of a, not necessarily a rager per se, but, you know, there's definitely some like LMFAO music that starts to like slowly build up and then everyone's just dancing and cruising. And again, it's a montage of the next couple of hours. There's some hijinks. Someone definitely gets thrown from the deck into the pool below. And like some of the parents are kind of like, you know, that's dangerous, but all the kids are like, that's so cool. Um, there's, you know, things like that. So during this montage scene, what are the different scenarios that we find each of our main characters in? Uh, like little little snippets, little tidbits of things that they have done throughout the party. Carol for sure started off trying to make some friends. Like, are, are the parents, is there like wine for the parents? Can the parents dip oh, yeah. into the alcohol? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, she immediately went for the wine, started like trying to talk wine with all the other wine moms, but she doesn't really understand it all. So she was just like, wow, legs on wine are really leggy on this, aren't they? And uh, they just kind of wandered off. But then uh, she just kept, she's kind of going room from room, trying to make friends wherever she can. And then once it got like, she's not really there to parent or oversee on these kids. Like she's more supporting to any part when the kids, like if they, when the kids jumped off the pool or off the deck onto the pool or whatever, she was there and was just like, oh my God, that is so crazy. Somebody put it on like TikTok, right? Is TikTok still a thing? Is that a thing? So she is there solely to, um, yeah, she's not being a real good mom right now. What I, what I really do love about Carol is that because everyone calls her Mama Berg and um, Ollie has been like trying to teach her like a secret handshake and everything like that, like the kids actually somehow do find her cool, even though sometimes she might be trying too hard. Um, like with the whole like, is TikTok still, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, cool. But like all the other parents are like, Carol's here. You know, fucking done with um, Carol. Right. Uh, but in your defense, they're also pretty fucking done with Deborah. So, you know, it, it's like two different sides. It's like this, the far spectrum. And they're like, for once, can we please have a middle slider? Um, <laughs> so, okay. So I love that. Uh, what is Bront up to? Uh, I'm I'm going to also try and, and see or uh, see if this is okay with Edalia. Edalia. If, because it feels like Bront and Grant would have eventually made their way to the jacuzzi and would have really oh, yeah, killed they for whatever sure. mood she was. It's trying like, to is set it a jacuzzi? The one that's like Ollie attached to the pool. Like we just did arguing. a cannonball into it, got water everywhere. Yeah, that's what it feels like would happen. Um, while Ollie, while Idalia is trying to like get some flirtatious. She, I mean, she wants those makeouts, you know. And so I feel like we're the antithesis of that. Besides jacuzziing, is there anything that Adelia does? Adelia tries to get a game of water pong going that she says... Is it just, it's water, right? To the parents, it's fine, it's just water. It's not. It's not actually water. Mm. I mean, Carol, yeah, it's just water. <laughs> It's just water. Oh, you crazy kids. I love that. But Adelia, not being the smartest of people, I think. Um, no, you know what? Uh, cut that out. Uh, I, I want her to be 
not specifically like made to be dumb because uh, I feel like that's fallen into stereotypes I don't like. So I will say I do think that you can be make a teenager mistake, like be yeah. teenager dumb rather than like stereotype dumb. You know what I mean? Perfect. So should, should you what, want her to make a mistake? That is what I'm going to do. Um, okay. She has snuck a bottle of vodka uh into the into the outside mm-hmm. where the uh water pong is set up and she's mm-hmm. like they'll never be able to tell the difference and fills the cups up with the same amount that they would normally Ooh. fill it up with beer but right. with vodka Ooh, because she's never had vodka before Ooh. and she doesn't know what's about to happen yeah that that is definitely a teen thing where it's like <laughs> this will be fine they're like you're sipping it and you're like oh no i'm good i'm good oh my god you know, it, like it hurts so bad but you're like oh no i'm cool i've totally done this before i'm gonna cry um too dumb to be scared yeah <laughs> exactly um and so my last question about this is 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 she only trying to impress ollie or is she just like after any hot makeout? Yeah, so she's not really into Ollie. She was trying to get people into the hot tub so that she could uh, find someone to make out with. Um, so her ex-boyfriend, Everett, mm. uh, she might be trying to get back together with, but she's uh, she is bi, so she's also just open to really making out with anyone who's cute. Mm. You got to be careful with that because sometimes when you're bi, everyone is cute. Uh, you're preaching to the choir, Colin. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so that is sort of the situation that we find ourselves, right? And it's this this party montage. Uh, we definitely see uh, Grant and Bront do like some form of like keg stand at some point. Um, and you know, but they're trying to do it like in secret when parents aren't looking, uh, with like the keg that like people have like snuck into like right behind the shed, all this other stuff. There's all sorts of crazy shenanigans going on. Um, every now and then we just cut to like Tula in like one of the guest rooms, just like beep, 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 on the switch, and like completely like not aware of things. Tula is like maybe in that room with one other kid who is also playing the switch, but they're not playing the same game. They're just kind of sitting there silently playing games together and like two kids at one point <laughs> open the door to make yeah, out exactly. in that room and yeah yeah and they're leave. like so then they just sit down in the whole hallway scenario um and uh and you know the music kind of amps up and amps up amps up and then you know we cut to black and it is the end of the evening and basically everyone has gone home um and this is a bit of a interesting situation right because ollie threw this party um, but, uh, what I don't think that many people realize is that Ollie was not necessarily expecting parents to come. Ollie was hoping that by promising that his parents would be there, that kids would be able to come over and they could party and really hang out. Uh, but his parents are actually not home. His parents are out of town, um, completely missing his birthday entirely, um, for like the fourth year in a row. So, you know, by now he's kind of used to it. Um, which is kind of a very sad thing, but you know, it's it's just sort of what his home life is like. And almost everyone has left. Um, the people that we still see at the party are people who partied a little too hard, and they are all passed out in different areas. Um, Tula has been just sort of hanging around because, uh, 
well, you know, now her boyfriend, uh, Everett, is is still there. And Everett did go a little too hard uh, with the alcohol and has passed out. And Tula's just sort of, you know, like playing with his hair and just sort of like, you know, uh, rubbing his back and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, it hurts my tummy. Um, I don't know. He probably wouldn't say tummy, but I don't mean to make a character <laughs> choice for Everett. But I will. He he said tummy. He said tummy. Um, he said t- you know, sometimes you just got to be a tummy a, boy. He's a tummy uh, boy. And... Um, Idalia, where did you pass out? I think I went inside, like right in where the, uh, from like the first chair or couch that I could find going back inside from the back patio. Okay. And Bront, where did you and Grant end up passing out? Did you pass out in the same area or are you in totally separate spaces? Yeah, de- definitely the same area. Because the, these, this is the set of twins that like get on each other's every nerve, but don't know what to do without being near each other. Um, and I'm gonna say that they both ended up passing out on the balcony where everybody had been jumping into the pool as they were like planning to as the last escapade, but then realized nobody would be there to tag it, tag their <laughs> massive jump on social media, and they argued about it, and then they passed out on the balcony outside. Um, and then where, uh, where did Carol pass out? I'm going to say Carol, like she started to try to like clean up the place to get some good grace with somebody and then ended up just like laying out on the couch and passed out on the couch. Okay. I love that. Yes. Trying, trying to make friends and just overworking themselves with making friends. Mm-hmm. Um, flew, yeah. That's also true. Drunk. Got, like, and she got, got wine like, drunk. Mom wine drunk at like a birthday party for kids, <laughs> for kids. Um, which is a great look. Great, great look. <laughs> Um, so there are a couple <laughs> other a random look. kids who are, who are there, uh, or a couple kids who are like trying to secretly go home or whatever. Um, there's one kid whose name is, uh, uh, Joseph Martinez, um, who walks up to Ollie and is hiccuping and is like definitely trying to hold in, uh, everything that he has consumed in this evening, and just like, hey, Ollie, <clears throat> great, great party, man. Uh, I'm gonna walk home now. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just a block away, so I, I'll be fine. Uh, uh, I'll see you. I'll see you on Monday. <clears throat> and he uh, walks out the front door, and uh, shortly after the door closes, you definitely hear a <laughs> as he just pukes into the bushes. And just you hear, oh man, very quietly behind that door <laughs> as he uh, slowly makes his way down the, the street towards his house. Um, and uh, he needs to hurry up because it is now nighttime. And uh, whereas the party in the beginning of the evening and day and everything like that was a really beautiful time, it, it was a, like a beautiful day outside. The wind is starting to pick up. Uh, things are kind of feeling a little stormy weathery. And, um, you know, the it, it's it's feeling like there's going to be a big storm uh, coming in. And so, uh, Tula, uh, you f- uh, go to search for your mom so that you can go home. Uh, and when you find your mom... A very uh, good mom. She is... Yeah, you, uh, and I'm sorry, where were you passed out again? The couch in the living mm-hmm. room. Right, okay. So Tula, you find uh, your mom on the couch, and you would like to go home. 
How does that look? Oh, I'm Tula. Um, sorry. Uh, I think Tula's just gonna kind of like shake, shake her, but kind of like a bit rough, just to get her to wake up. Shake her head. <laughs> she's grabbing her forehead. Okay. And she's just gonna shake it. Mom, mom, mom. What? What? Please, can we go home? I don't want to stay here. There was a. I think I heard somebody throwing up. What do you mean? Throwing? Somebody got sick? Yeah. Well, I guess, honey, but I, I thought you were going to yell the code word when you wanted to go. You should have just yelled the code word. Cow. Okay, okay, now okay, I got you. Go. I got you. Let's go. We'll go. Wait, I got to find my jacket. Where fucking Deborah tell me to leave it? Where was it? Oh, the guest bedroom. Hurry All right, up. I'll grab those and I'll meet you by the door. Yeah, this We're not going to have any like major failures with consequences or anything like that. I just want you to roll a D6 to tell me whether or not you find, or essentially to figure out how long it takes you to find your coat. Um, so just roll one D six for me. Very wine drunk. I got a four. Okay. So you have gone through four rooms total now, um, to find your jacket and you are in the fourth one right now. Um, searching for your jacket, uh, when out from underneath the pile of coats, uh, pops up Deborah. Um, Deborah had what? sort of fallen asleep in <laughs> the coats that have all been left behind or, you know, uh, forgotten. Um, and Deborah is definitely, definitely also very hammered, uh, but trying to pull it off. Deborah, did you just pass out with all the coats in no, this room? No, no, no. Oh my God, Deborah. Carol. Deborah, listen, be, you can be honest with me. Okay, it happens to all of us. I won't tell everyone about this. Carol, no. Listen, I went <laughs> to I went to the wine valley. I can Okay. I'm fine. Yeah, you, I know you went to the wine valley. That was three bottles you drank, Deborah. I've I got, know. I I've, I've been to the wine valley. I've got I can hold my wine. <laughs> I was just yes, it's Deborah. late. I was taking a nap. But I wanted yes, to sweetie, be hospitable well, in case anyone decided to leave. Well, it was so hospitable of you to hide yourself away in this room. I think well, that was it, perfect. Because they would have to get their coats, Carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They'd and speaking of, my coat's coats. just right there. You, and like, so drooled on it a bit. I wanted to be there on, by the coats, not on the coats. You said on the coats. I wanted to be there <laughs> by the coats so that if someone came in, I could say goodbye. And I'm, I, it's late, and i just resting my eyes. Okay, Carol. Well, Are this you is leaving? Yeah, this is where I'm going to say bye to you. And Did you get all your brownies? No, actually, um, I, everybody ate them all. There's none to take home. Thank you very much. But I think your store-bought ones, there's <gasps> oh, many of. Oh, good for you. Yeah, Good thanks. for you. Thanks, Deborah. What does it necessarily look like when you shut her out? Oh, I'm literally going to shut the door in her face. I'm walking out of there and leaving her drunk on the pile of coats. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you do that. Um and the wind outside is starting to pick up. Uh, it's not. It's not looking good, and and this is kind of coming out of nowhere. Uh, there was no forecast for any of this, um, and so Bront and Grunt, you find yourselves uh, on the deck, um, right near the pool and everything that, or like overlooking the pool and everything, and you feel something wet fall upon your face. Um. And it is rain. The wind is starting to pick up and it is starting to 
like at first it's just kind of a light sprinkling and then it starts to kind of pick up a little bit uh and within moments it will be absolutely pouring um so what do you do do you just sit there do you just take it what ha- you know, what happens i think i think the rain's gonna wake up bront and uh and he's gonna shove his shove his twin brother uh pushily to uh and and then just not really say anything just go inside a bit a bit groggy i would say i think i imagine there were multiple attempts of the keg stands to one up each other and so i imagine there is some some groggy and uh and let me ask you did did the other kids think it was cool when he did the the keg stands well you know what brought wants all he wants is respect (laughs) And so he he's got that's all he's looking for. I don't think it was probably matched because I'm whenever they stopped letting other people do it, I imagine the circle and crowd kind of went away from the keg and it just became our thing like most things do, like the jacuzzi and everything whenever they bring themselves to it and everybody else scatters to go somewhere else. Okay. Well, hey, you know, sometimes things just don't yeah. necessarily go the way you expect. Um and so exactly. uh, that is where we sort of find ourselves uh, in this situation. It is really, again, it's gotten very, very windy and it's raining like crazy. Um, and the storm is picking up and that is when the power goes out. Uh, so oh, what do you all do? I'm going to wake up uh, and sit up. And say, did someone turn the lights out? Guys, no, really, did someone turn the lights out? Can I you th- please, can you please stop, stop yelling? Okay, but if Carol's going to be in a half panic downstairs, just like, hey, I think the lights are out. And you could just hear her screaming around about how lights are out. Everybody take out your phones. I'm going to go look outside. Ollie, Ollie, did you do this? What? Hey, uh, no, uh. I, I I didn't. This is, I mean, look, sometimes it happens during storms. Like, hey, guys, it's like, it's like totally cool. We're fine. We're fine. Ollie? <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Can you go, can you go check out the breakers or something? Can you go take a look and see what's going on? And I'm, I'm going to try <clears throat> and convince him to do that using my hot. Okay. Uh, roll three six i don't know why i couldn't think of the six four was my highest mm, okay ollie says uh i mean i'll do it but like uh i don't have my phone so i don't have a flashlight so could you either just come with me and like bring your your phone and flashlight or can i just like maybe borrow your phone for like a couple minutes um so i don't i guess uh, I don't really want to give up my phone. Because, like, what if I have to call someone? Then I guess, like, you and I can go check it out. Okay, fine. Let's go check it out. And, and we'll come, too. Grant. Thank you, Bront. Oh, Grant, let's go. Yeah, Great. Dude, we got this. Thanks, dudes. That's, hey. We got this. Bro, we, cool. f- we got a full charge on my phone. We're totally good. Oh, my Real God. Real cool. Yeah. Just, really thankful. Well, I, for, that's why for I got my too. battery pack always in my pocket. Like, you came to a party, Grant. Yeah, d- you don't need battery pa- like battery backups. You need a battery pack for all the... We were filmed so much stuff. Dude. And you so, know drinks the battery. as you two are, are arguing, it just sort of fades out as the four of you uh, walk down the hallway. Carol, you are 
trying to you know find your daughter and also try to figure out what's going on. Um, where where do you start looking? I feel she would start looking because she the, whatever the last spot she's told her daughter to meet by the front door, so she's going to start to head mm. that way. But since she, um, am I right in understanding under weird? Do I also have morbid curiosity, or it's reverse of that? No, you do. I do. Uh, so yeah, so if you're going to roll with morbid curiosity, if you're going to go searching for whatever's going on, um, you can roll, do, do four and then do, do basically two and two for me. Two and two. All right. So on those first two, the highest is a six, second two, six. Damn. Okay. Well, uh, you are fine. You don't have any repercussions. That's pretty cool that both of those went well for you. So there's no repercussions, um, for your morbid curiosity, um, and you go down the, the hallway uh, towards the garage, essentially, you know, uh, basically where most people have their breakers, right? It's usually either out in the garage or in the basement. Um, I guess I shouldn't necessarily dictate this. Uh, where, do you, where do you think that the breakers are? Garage or basement? I'm going to go, uh, I would probably start at the basement. You start to head down the stairs towards that situation, and things are are not great. Uh, it feels really weirdly dark down there. Even though you have a flashlight, it feels like your flashlight's not really cutting through the dark. It's, you know that like, that new black paint that is, I think it's called Serious Black like 2.0 or something like that? Um, have, you ever, have you ever seen this paint? It's like, yeah, isn't it? But like, it's so dark that like, it, it, it like really, it like light. legit, yeah, it like legit like kind of cuts light down and gets very very difficult to see things on or through, um, and it's almost like that. It's almost as if everything around you has just been painted uh, dark, and you are bumping into stuff kind of frequently. But it doesn't feel like it's because you're drunk. It feels like you have no idea that the you know uh, like little coffee table was directly in front of you, even though your light is right where it should be. It's very, very difficult to see down here, um, but you do eventually find uh, the breaker. Uh, and you start to flip the switches, and nothing is coming on. Um, and at this point, all the other party members who were kind of trying to find uh, the power, which is Adelia, sorry, and uh, Bront, and Grant, and Ollie, and... Basically, everyone except for Deborah, uh, is 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 there. Uh, I sorry, and Tula. Um, I apologize. So Tula uh, and Deborah are both not there, but the rest of you have sort of met up, uh, and it is again just painfully dark down there, and you're all kind of bumping into each other, and again, the lights will not turn on. Uh, so what do you tell them once once you all find each other? Was Carol? Yes. Carol's just going to be like, so I flipped all the switches and that's what I've read online. I pulled up a wiki how. Have you guys seen wiki how? I love wiki how. Anyway, I pulled up a wiki how, flipped all the switches, nothing worked. So um, that's all I've got, everyone. Uh, did you uh, uh, Did you flip them all back? I think you have to like flip. You have to flip Is them it twice. multiple flips? I think you have to flip them twice, maybe three times. I don't know. I, I one, definitely two, one, know, two. though. One, two. Sometimes you need to just flip it a lot until it just goes okay i'm just gonna keep flipping it let's see if, how this goes sometimes if you just keep flipping it and then wait for feedback then it, it, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. You know, happens 
you kids know so much these days. It's crazy. You guys, you know what? Actually, it's not working. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. Who do I keep bumping into? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm such a klutz. Uh, I mean, it's not me. Sweetie, I think I that's, that's actually me. Bront, is that you? It's not me. I don't feel anything. No, sweetie, it's actually me, and it's not helping me flip these switches, so. Oh, I'm so sorry. You feel another bump, even though you just told um, told uh, Idalia not to bump into you. So what do you, what do you do? What do you say to that after you feel a very clear bump, almost like a push after that? Listen, sweetie, I know you're trying to help, but I told you not to bump into me. This is very, this is electrical stuff. I don't know what could be happening. We might get shocked. This is for the adults and I'm trying to flip these switches. Mama Berg, that wasn't me. What? You didn't, you didn't just bump into me? No. Which of you crazy kids just bumped into me? Ollie, do you have like an actual flashlight? Because, uh... Grant's f- phone just is not bright enough. Uh, yeah. I mean, there should be one like uh, in the in in like my dad's workshop, like in the room next to this. Um, I'll, I'm gonna just sort of feel my way out there. If someone could just sort of like shine their light towards the doorway, I'll I'll like try and get get in there real quick. Oh, bro, I got you. So much battery. Uh, this battery pack. I got your light. Cool, cool things. I can't. I can't even see him, and I can't stand him. <laughs> it's it's feeling. Almost like somehow it has gotten darker since you said that. Uh, and it's it's not like, you know, you're choking or anything like that, but it feels hard to breathe. It feels like there is something pressing against your chest. Um, what do you do? And this is for all of you. Like, it, it, you're all feeling this same feeling. Bron? Yeah? Do you Do you feel that? I I can't really feel. That's my hand on your shoulder. Oh my god! I thought it was like a huge spider. Why would you do that? <laughs> Come on. Oh, Bront, you're so silly. Can you, can you um, see anymore? I'm like, it's getting darker. It feels like, and I know my mom told me that I'd go blind if I kept doing that, but I I don't think it's actually true. But I think I, I am going blind. Are you going blind? Kept. Uh, I I I mean, it's dark, but it's been dark, so. Okay. <laughs> I guess it does feel I've just always had like the best vision and it's always been like really, really good. And so this is very weird. I'm like not normally in this position of where my, I can't see. I'm so, I'm so impressed with your good vision. Okay. Oh, All right, I've kids. never even needed glasses. Kids, you know what? I think oh, I'm God. starting to, that's so cool. Starting to have a bit of a panic attack. I think it's starting to get a little bit harder to breathe in here. So uh, Mama Berg's just going to go upstairs real quick. Uh, I guess tell me if you guys have any luck with this or if you guys all want to head up. I don't think the breakers are going to do anything, honestly. Oh, I do know a trick for um, panic attack. If you put a bag over your head, that will help calm you down. Put a whole bag on my head? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then you breathe into it a lot? It helps you calm down and like breathe better. (laughs) I think it it helps you if you're like asphyxiating. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. I think that's the word. If you if you're asphyxiating, you put the bag on your head and it affixes it. Mm -hmm. I don't have a bag, but I've got a shirt. You want to breathe into my shirt? Here. And I take my shirt off and just kind of stick it, like hold it out in my in my hand, just like. And Bront grabs here, it. Here you go. Are you are you putting it out um, to me? I don't I don't know what's happening right now. It's so dark in here. Yeah, it's. Wait, did you not just take okay, it? Sweetie. No, no, I didn't. I didn't grab anything. Oh my god! Who took my shirt? And as you ask that, uh, from the other room, 
Do you hear? Whoa, dude! Like whoa! Ollie. Ollie must have just just caught a sweet wave. <laughs> Bro, did you just catch a wave? I wasn't um, even filming that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, like, please, no, no, dude, stop, stop. What, don't do what the hell is happening? Can anybody, does anybody have more light on their phone or something? What's happening over there? Bront, do you want to go check it out with me? No, he sounds terrible. Uh, and as you say that, the pressure on your chest feels like it has lifted a bit and suddenly it doesn't feel as dark as it once was it's still dark as fuck right like it's nighttime there's a storm happening there's no power but you're the lights on your phones and stuff like that can now kind of actually make out shapes and uh you know we can now also definitely see that for sure the shirt is just gone suddenly everything kind of feels normal but ollie is no longer responding to any of the you know, things that you say to him in the other room. Was uh, was Grant with him? Grant's close by, I think. Right, but didn't go directly with him, yeah. Do we see Grant? Mm-hmm. Where is Grant? Grant! If, if Ollie went through, like, was it like a door that he went through to, like, explore mm-hmm. deeper? He probably just stayed, like, right by that door frame mm-hmm. and kind of showed some light in there. But he can't be, like, too far from everybody in case something cool happens. So he's, like, right in the in-between. Right. Grant, what the hell did you do to him? Where is he? Bro... I didn't do anything. I can't see anything anymore. My light, I don't know. My battery might be dying a bit because it's not as bright, dude. I think I'm, I need some more light on here if we got to see what's going on. <laughs> okay, Ollie said there was a, uh, there was a flashlight somewhere. If, if you go into that room, uh, you will find that it is empty. Ollie is not to be found in that room. The weird thing about that, though, is that there's only one door. There's only one way in or out of that room. Yo, my dudes, hold on. And that on. would have had to have been right past him. My dudes, was Ollie a magician, you guys? Oh, my Did God. Did he have a secret talent? Because, yes, <laughs> oh he my is God. not in here. This is so good. He got us all drunk off of beer and vodka. Shh, 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 shh. What? Drunk off no, of what? We didn't. Mama Berg, we didn't do it. That was a joke. It's Don't worry about it. That was a joke. Okay. They're dance moves from TikTok. Um, oh my god, okay, yeah, yeah I see. I definitely, I've seen that one, I know that one. You've seen it, it's the one where the hands go and then the legs, they twist the around. The hands and the legs and, and the knees, yeah, yeah, I know it. It's it's called the drunk challenge, it's very good. Um, oh my god. Did Is this like one of those murder mystery things where like, oh, he turned off all the lights and then there's just like this, oh, we gotta find the clue or whatever? I'll bet that's what it is. You know Ollie loves a show. Ollie loves his murder mysteries. I could probably solve it. I'll bet you could. <laughs> no, dude, I'm totally going to solve it. You can't solve anything. I could solve everything. I solved, I could solve all, all the things. Ask me to solve something, I can solve As it. As you are discussing all of this, you hear a very, very loud thud from somewhere upstairs. Oh, my God. Bront, hold me. I'm scared. Okay. You, are, are you just not going to have a shirt? Is that... I don't know where my shirt is. Okay, because skin to skin is going to do a lot to my 16-year-old body. And it's just, okay, this is my dream. Why did you pick me over, Grant? Okay. Well, you're making it weird okay. now. Sorry. I'm going to take a step yeah, back. That, that always happens. It's fine. 
Um, what was that? In order to get respect, you have to give respect. <laughs> uh-huh. What? Uh, what? What was that upstairs? Who? Who? Who's here? I, I don't know. I think is everyone well, down here? Probably Ollie setting up his next trick. Oh, I bet. You, I bet right? you there's like a trash chute in the room. He like crawled up it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll bet I know what it was. Is it a trash chute? Like I said, <laughs> it's trash. Uh, oh, okay. Because it was probably Tula. Oh my God! Wow, and that's just your opinion, um, Mama Berg. I, I think Tula's, is real cool. Oh my God, Mama Berg! I co- I completely forgot. Were we talking? Because you're like you're talking about my baby. Cool. Uh huh. But Tula's like such a tool. Uh Is Tool now? Is Tool good or bad? Is this? I can't remember. It's good. It's really good. It's good? It's good. Okay. It's, yeah, good. it's good. Yeah. Oh my god, wait, yeah. no, I did leave. Because tools are useful, right? Tools are useful. I could use some tools to turn on these lights right now, but I did, you guys. Mama Berg maybe drank a little bit too much. I did leave my baby upstairs, and that may have been her that fell, so I feel like as a mom, I should probably go check that out. Is that how we feel? Well, let's all go. That way, if another clue comes up in this murder mystery, we can all find it together. We're all in this together, I'm, yes. I could probably I could probably go up the stairs fastest. Oh my oh, god, no, like that old high school musical movie. Yes. Oh, is it it's old? Wait, yeah. Wait, there was a movie? Yeah, like the show is based off of like some old movie from the like early thousands. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'll tell you all about it on our way up. It's so magical. We have a little bit of a little kind of Almost like a cutscene. It's like definitely as you guys are making your way through the basement, trying to find your way back to the stairs. Again, it is a very large house. Sometimes you're like, "Oh, the stairs." Wait, no, the stairs are are they? No, I think they're I think they're around the corner past this room. So there's all that kind of you know kerfuffle going on. You're telling them what High School Musical is, uh, and you reach the stairs. And when you you put your light up to the top of the steps, uh, once again, it looks as if the top of the steps, even though you can see every step clearly, the top of the steps is suddenly very dark. But this time, it feels different. You can actually see slightly better this time. Uh, It's not so much of like a blanket of darkness, per se, but it almost feels like a smoke. It looks smoky, right? Like Because when you're looking at the edge of the steps, it gives you kind of like a backdrop to see that there's not necessarily tendrils, but there is some sort of thin cloak kind of situation just sort of hanging in front of the the walkway leading into the main floor um so what do you do kids now was somebody smoking at this party because i know i i like i'm a cool mom i get it but there cannot be any smoking right now no i'm gonna i swear we didn't if somebody i'm gonna go see and if somebody's smoking i we are gonna end this right now and i will uh start to walk up to those stairs oh my god grunt Grant, did you hide this stuff? <laughs> no, I didn't. I passed it off. Who? I don't know who had it. Grant, uh, I I exclusively vape, and you know that. <laughs> uh, okay, and so then, Carol, you have reached the top of the steps. I do think that this is essentially the first kind of. I don't know if it's necessarily dangerous or not, but we'll 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 kind of figure that out. I think as we go, because we're 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 at the sort of height of this moment, and that's me telling you all this. Because I've had a very weird time trying to figure out how to make this work. Um, so uh, you are walking into the upstairs area. Uh, why don't you just roll your your weird? Why don't you 
Uh, do your two d6 here. Two d or three. I'm sorry. Three d6. Just get your normal one and then. All right. So uh, six is the highest. Damn. Okay, you are rolling successful. Hot. Okay. So, um, yeah, you are you are rolling like extremely well tonight. Uh, so, and it's time to change that. Roll again. <laughs> okay. So you you walk up the the steps. Uh, we see you make it all the way and. It almost feels as if this weird cloak-like situation is actually just kind of hanging out mostly at, like, kind of somewhere between ankle to, like, uh, to like knee height-ish. Um, so we can still see you, but this darkness is really kind of cutting off most of, like, your lower body. And it just feels like you're walking through, you know, in Star Wars, like, Dagobah, you know how it's just, like, mostly this, like, weird haze and smoke and fog? It's like you're walking into that, only you're not going to find a lovable Muppet. Uh, (laughs) It is just darkness. So it's not nearly as endearing. It feels as if there's, like, a draft as well in the house. Um, All the smoke seems to be pouring out of one room, and it is further down the hallway essentially at the far end. And uh, you can kind of see a very small amount of light pulsating from underneath the door. Uh, And then again, just the smoke and nothing but the smoke uh, in the rooms behind you, but kind of a somewhat clear path between you and that door. I think Bront would probably head up to the top of the stairs too to look at it. That seems like a strong thing. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely need some more light, so Here. I'll be calling some reinforcement um, for anyone who's. So I got Brant, and you know Grant's there. He's always got to follow. Grant's got to be there. I mean, I'm I'm running along with because I've uh, I just want to prove that I'm cool too, and I can mm. be here. I can hang with everyone. The normal was a five. At the red were fives and sixes. Like none of y'all are having any consequences. Okay, let's see if we can change that with Bront. Uh, Bront. If you want someone to fail, I'll step right up. (laughs) My first one was a one. So, like I said, I'm a prophet. Um, And then, oh, um, my highest for the red dice was a six. You do have a, a little bit of a situation. So, you're strong and you're doing fine, but... Uh, you're definitely distracted by something. So everyone else is going to go one direction. Uh, but Bront, you are going to continue, instead of going down the hallway towards that one room, you are going to make your way towards the kitchen because you definitely just saw something. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you didn't announce it. I'm going to guess that this is the, you know, the, the too dumb to be scared sort of situation. Like you're just like, oh, it's just nothing. Like I'm just going to, I'll show that it's nothing and we'll be fine. Yeah. And so, Bront, you are now separated from the group. Um, And if you were to turn around, you would be met with no vision of your friends. Uh, You would just be met with the inky blackness around So everybody else is heading to the door, and then I'm going the opposite direction. Now we can't see each other. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, And Bront, when you uh, do sort of turn your head to kind of try to figure out what's going on around you, you hear the sound of shuffling feet running behind Ooh. you. I think I'm going to, like, what do I'm going to, like, whisper, like, Tula? Tula? And is this strong or smart at all? Probably not. So why don't you just roll 1d6 for me? One! 
That's a one? Okay, well, that's not good. Um, so, uh, basically, what you've got going on right now is... Wait, oh, I just lost the PDF. Sorry. There we go. Uh, so, you turn around really quickly, and uh, you don't see anything at first. It's just sort of silence, and you think you hear whispering. And then you turn around again, and you are met... With the gaze of Ollie. But Ollie looks off. Uh, Ollie's eyes are completely rolled back in his head. <laughs> and Ollie is also definitely floating a solid like foot off of the ground. Oh. Um, totally normal. Totally and chilled. he says something to you. <laughs> he says something to you in just a, a, a tongue that probably died... 8,000 years ago, if not longer. Um, and he says this to you as he slowly lifts up his hand and points directly at uh, I think I'm going to like try to play it cool. I'm, I think so. He's just kind of like thinking because, again, he, I'm not going to say he's convinced by any of it, considering we had the whole discussion of like, oh, he's a magician or whatever beforehand. So I think he's just gonna be like, kind of like take maybe a step towards him. Be like, oh my god, that's that's so great. How did you do? How did you? How are you doing? Uh, how did you, uh, Ali? Ali? Five, three. My highest was a five. Uh huh. Ali hisses. Ooh. Uh. And he does not like, he doesn't like this situation. He, you know, he doesn't like that you're coming closer to him. And um, he whispers something very gently and then just sort of lifts up into the air, into the, you know, again, this sort of inky blackness around you. And you hear the whispering continue to sort of surround you. Uh, but that is all that we see of Ollie for the moment. Can I, can I make out uh, we what are the back whisper with, was? Did it sound like anything? Why don't you roll plus smart? Your two D, right? No, sorry, your one D, right? Your no. I am, I am yeah, strong yeah, and smart. Yeah, because it's my secondary, so I guess it's one. Six. Six. <laughs> you can't yeah. do anything to me, Colin. <laughs> oh my God, this is this is hard. Because let me tell you something. It is hard to put you in danger when you all <laughs> just sort of fumble and bumble your drunk asses <laughs> through this situation. Every horror movie ever, if there's alcohol involved, someone dies. And yet somehow, these idiots are just like, hey, is that on TikTok? And the demon's like, oh, it's not a demon, sorry. <laughs> what it actually is, though, it is a possessor spirit. And uh, you hear it whisper to you... Um, I will take you before the night is through. That sounds uh, chill. Sounds cool. Ollie, Ollie, that's a really weird thing to say. I don't know why you're <laughs> saying that. It's really weird. So where'd you go? I think he's going to take a couple more steps towards like into the, the is it the kitchen or where he was in? Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of still take it, like trying to feel out the space a little bit uh, since it he can't see him anymore. Uh, and now we are back with the rest of the party. You are making your way downtown. No, you're making your way down the hall. Uh, and you see um, 
the light flickering from underneath the doorway. Uh, and as you get closer and closer, it feels once again like there is a pressure on your chest. I'm going to go through the door. I'm just going to okay. open it up because I'm kind of tired of this game now. And I just want Ollie to like, I, I want to surprise Ollie and like let him know that we're onto his shit. Well, there you go. Uh, well, I got a one. You can walk through this door, but it's time for you to just say something that just, you know, Ollie is really, really sensitive about. And it's, you're going to have to just let him have it. Okay, Ollie, we're done with this now. This is why girls don't like you. This is why nobody likes you is because you keep doing these games and you don't talk to people first and you kind of creep everybody out. Can we just be done with this? And that is when it gets harder to breathe once again. And you now hear the same sounds that Bront was hearing um, earlier, though, of course, you obviously don't know this because... No one has seemingly noticed that Bront is not with the party. It has gotten very, very hard to breathe as you have yelled that out. And the whispering has suddenly kind of almost always been there. But it's almost as if you couldn't feel like it was almost like at the back of your mind. And now the whispering is getting much louder. Um, and it's kind of a mixture of two things. One of which is this sort of ancient tongue whispering something. Uh, and there's also the voice that you hear of, Dude, that totally sucked. Ollie is not stoked about what was just said. The doorway opens up for you. You know, like when you reach for that door, like I said, you can walk through it. You open that door and the sort of smoke that we have been sort of witnessing just pours out and it, it this time it almost feels like actual waves right it actually feels like it's trying to push you back and in the room in front of you you can see a bed a guest bed right with a bunch of presents you know um stacked up on top of each other in almost like the top of this sort of present pyramid there is a box that has kind of been ripped open a bit and there is a giant book just floating in the air and it is what the smoky ink like kind of stuff is just sort of pouring out of this book and it's also giving a very faint glow around it and it is getting you know again hard to breathe and it feels like this ink and smoke is just sort of trying to push you back down the hallway i guess carol will she was right there with them and she's going to want to know what's going on too so i she could she be at the door? Would she also be seeing all of this or would it be like relayed to her? I think that you can kind of see it. You're, you're probably like second or third mm -hmm. in the lineup here. Um, so you may not have like a perfect view, but you can definitely see what's going okay. on. Okay. I guess it's going to be dumb, but she'd probably, she doesn't know where her daughter is and she might be in there. Also, it looks weird. So she's going to go in and try to see what exactly is happening with this book and how this could be happening. So she'll just kind of uh, walk on in there. It's a one and a five. When you pass through the doorway, you try to hold on to something. That is when your rival, Deborah, who has been sort of drunk off her ass for the most part, is finally kind of awake. 
she comes out into the hallway and is freaking out. It's it's hard for everyone to kind of understand what's happening, and she's trying to figure out what's going on, and you just shove her as hard as you can to get out of your way. Um, and she falls into a just sort of pillar of this dark smoke. Uh, and you hear Deborah uh, scream on her way through that cloak. Ah! Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> that was great. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Um, Deborah, you are okay. so dramatic. So you are getting closer and closer to closer the book. Closer and closer. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting closer and closer to the book. But again, it's it's almost as if the storm that was once outside is now starting to arise within the house. This inky, you know, darkness that's been around you. It has again almost like waves started to push you. Um and then the spaces above, it feels like a sharp wind is pushing out against you. And from this book, you can hear the same whispers as you have been hearing in the smoke around you. I'm mad I am too hot to be dealing with this bullshit I'm gonna just start throwing things and basically just have a tantrum asking everyone to stop the red are both ones oh shit well uh, that is when so you are you're actually kind of doing it at first, right? <laughs> like, like we said, like you know, like you're, you're like this. I'm done with this. Like this is absolute horseshit, and you're just sort of flailing about, and you're swinging at the, you know, the smoke. And out of that smoke, uh, steps your ex Everett, and he asks you, "Hey, hey, hey, are you okay?" Oh my God, Everett! It's so good to see you. I need someone capable. And I thought it was Bront, but he's not here, so... And he looks you deep in your eyes, and he says, I got you, babe. And in this moment of just this heightened, frightened moment, you kiss someone that you shouldn't. And you kiss your ex. And two things happen. The first is, is that Tula has also now entered the fray. And Tula, you see... Dahlia kissing your boyfriend. What the hell is happening? So I want to say she's like <laughs> kind of calm, but still like shocked at whatever's happening. I feel like a lot doesn't catch her mm-hmm. off guard, but she's kind of confused mm-hmm. with the darkness and whatnot. We hear Tula kind of mad, and Tula is, I think, rightfully upset by this situation. Yeah. And that is when, as you, uh, Dahlia, start to pull back from this kiss, kind of maybe now realizing what you've just done, Not only have you had your ex just sort of cheat on their new significant other with you, um, you realize as you pull back, he doesn't look great. Uh, He doesn't look normal. (laughs) Everett always looks great. (laughs) Everett Everett is is still like, don't get me wrong, Everett maybe is normally a 10. Right now he's kind of looking like an 8. And part of that may be the fact that his eyes have actually rolled back into the back of his head. Uh, and he is now floating a foot off of the ground, uh, and he is now starting to mutter this ancient language uh, and is now pointing at you, Adelia. Um, and so uh, that is certainly not great. You have certainly gotten the attention of this one. What the hell did you do, Adelia? 
What have you done to him? Oh my god, I don't I'm so I, I don't know. I just he just came and he 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 kissed me because clearly he likes me better. So Oh my uh, then I don't know what happened. Oh my god, you turned him into some sort of freak. What have you done to him? I didn't do that. You must this must be your influence. He, he, was, he never did this when we were together. He was perfectly normal before you put your gross lips on his face. Oh my god, look at his okay, gross, gross, gross eyes. This is getting way t- this is getting way too heated. We got to go out of here. I don't know. You guys can go sit in a corner, have a little talk session. I don't know what's happening with this little situation here, but I feel like we should probably leave. Okay, and we're just going to leave my um, boyfriend or ex-boyfriend until we figure this out. Uh just floating in the air. That's <laughs> the, that's the calm thing that's going to happen, mom. Pretty sure he's my boyfriend because he just chose to kiss me instead yeah, of you. Yeah, but now he's floating in the air, and so I think you're kind of poisoned. <laughs> this is probably some sort of virus that you've already given half the people in this school, and thank God you can never get me. Oh! Huh? Yeah. Oh, what are you trying to say, Tula? Oh, I'm, what are you trying to say? I'm not say? trying to say anything. I'm just saying what maybe people have said around, okay. and I don't Tula, know. Okay, Tula, no, you know? whoa. I don't know. I've seen, Tula, I see you snaps. Tula, time out. Snaps. Time out, okay? We're going to end this. What? That is too far. That is too far. I didn't what? raise you like that. You know what? You just you want. Do you want your boyfriend? Do we drag him out of here? I don't know if this room we need out of here, and around away from that floating book. I'm not touching him. I hate. I hate him right. I hate him right now. He's gross to me. Are you moving them away? Are you going with them? Or I'm gonna. Just I'm gonna try to, to like go. go with them and herd them out. Why don't you roll over protective two two red. red dice for me? A three and a six. As you are making your way away from this room where the, you know, inky darkness is kind of pouring out of, uh, out of the darkness uh, and jumping onto your back and just kind of, uh, just kind of, uh, oh man, what's the movie? Yoda? Is it Yoda when he's on his back? Is that what you're thinking of? (laughs) (laughs) I can be a backpack while you run. Yeah, this person is now your backpack while you're trying to run, but it is not a helpful backpack. It is a backpack Mm -hmm. that is trying to hurt you. It is Deborah, and Deborah has gone ballistic. Deborah is pissed, and as she is uh, jumping, jumping onto you and sort of taking swipes at you, you can hear Deborah muttering under her breath in the same ancient tongue as now Everett and Ollie. Um, the uh, darkness has claimed another one, and you definitely did this <laughs> to her. I no. want to specify. <laughs> Uh-huh. That you shutting her out and yeah. pushing her into the darkness um, has caused her to fall to uh, prey to this, this, I, to this inky darkness. So, just, just um, feel yeah. so I feel like yeah. I should probably feel bad about it, but as someone but who I wants to wanna, make a friend, I would never know? be Deborah's friend. But the thing is, like, if if this gets out, oh will other God. people want to be your friend? This is this is this is mm. probably not a great look for Mama Carol Berg, but for Mama Berg. I'm gonna flip a bitch off of me. I got to try to get her off. <laughs> Four and five for those red. Damn it. He just okay, wants to hurt so us, you, guys. Uh, Colin just wants to hurt I know. us. Well, the thing is, I've, I just want something. I want one person to just get like, they don't necessarily need to die, but like, I want someone to get a little fucked up. It's a horror movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and also like, you know, this is basically two of your first time here on Myth Takes. You know, would you really be a part of Midtakes if I didn't try to fuck you up a little bit? <laughs> She's just going at you like a little spider monkey, and you're like, "Hey, you know what? No, no, uh, because you you have the, you have your child that you're worried about. There are other children that you're worried about, and also if you don't protect them, what will the other parents think? 
you totally just grab her arm and just yeah, like flip her over, uh, over your shoulder, and she goes flying into another sort of corner of darkness and uh, disappears. And you once again hear the whispers in the smoke and air around you. Um, and so with that, you have all made it back into the main living room area. Um, and at this point, you are now reunited with Bront. Uh, and so w- what do you do? Um, you know, you're, you're sort of stuck in this house with this, this possessive spirit that is trying to take over all of your bodies. Guys, I have great news. I found Ollie. Bro, you found Ollie? Yeah, no, I did. I found I found Ollie. Not good news is that he did get real weird, and uh, I, I it was like a little bit more weird than he'd ever kind of been, and and I don't know if uh, maybe it was just like the whole party or whatever, but there's he, like he something a, going around. Everyone's being like real weird. Yeah, it's it's very strange, and so um, he did disappear kind of into this smoky blackness thing. Are y'all dealing with that? Because I couldn't find y'all for a while. Oh my god, yes! We've got smoky blackness things too, and people coming out of them and being weird! Cool, so this isn't just like some one bad trip type of thing. This is like something that is affecting all of us, and um, Mama Berg, I hate to a trip just start. Is when you're yeah. on drugs. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Like I know a that. Reaction to them. I do. Sure, sure, you did. I feel like. Were you around for the seventies? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the seventies? Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I do think that since we're all kind of doing this hallucination trip, um, that we did. Did we all eat the brownies, or was that I did have two My brownies. Of them. Did everybody have brownies? Oh my god! I would no Mama mushrooms Bird, don't go in brownies. That is brownies? not part of my. It is a secret recipe, and I can't share that with you, unfortunately. But I can tell you, it is not mushrooms. It's weed. It's for sure weed. Okay. Is Mama, it weed? Mama Bird parties. Is, is it weed? It's a little bit of weed. Just a, it's a little bit of weed. There's definitely a very small cutaway to just like a like three second clip of like you know the like that situation of it very clearly being weed and like becoming like weed brownies and like. As it's going into like the oven, then it <laughs> just cuts back to like that moment of you being like, "Yep, just family rep is recipe," you know, just trying to hide it. You are all kind of going, you know, talking, 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 and uh, uh, the whispers are starting to get louder. And in the darkness, you can see three sets of eyes now watching you, and well, sort of sets of eyes. Again, they are rolled back in the back of their head, but you can see somehow, even through all this darkness, you can see the whites of their eyes just kind of peering out from the the inky blackness around I think, you. I think at this point, um, Bront is going to like step in front because the, the overprotective part of his smart, I feel like, is going to kick in. And he's going to try to mm-hmm. put himself in front of everybody. I also imagine Grant probably does the exact same thing. Yeah, bro. But Do me a favor here. Uh, why don't you both roll for me two red dice, and if... Either of you fails, Ooh. then that's going to go towards right. uh, towards Brian. Of course, the twin always <laughs> absorbs the mistakes of the other twin. Can verify. <laughs> My poor sister has dealt with so much. I got. Colin, I got a three great news a for you. I got a six and a one. <sighs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, so if that's the case, uh, because you are twins, and like when one of you does one thing, then the other one does either the same thing or the opposite. Yep. Uh, so in this situation, this is a classic, almost like Freaky Friday, right? Uh, so your role actually goes to Grant, and Grant um, does take a swing into the darkness and actually does connect with Ollie's face for sure. Uh, and unfortunately, you go to do this, and uh, you don't. 
you have a bad situation here. Um, you are going to uh, get hurt from now on. Uh, you're going to have to roll one red die with every roll that you do, right. uh, in addition to your others, permanently. You try to hit him, and you just actually kind of scared yourself, and also um, like an like a angry <laughs> white Kyle. Um, you just punch a wall, and you hurt your hand real bad. First, I thought you were attacking um, me personally. And it, you did. And then oh, you did. no, no, no. I mean, I, it kind of is. It's it's more of the monster energy <laughs> drinking Kyle's. Uh, Wait, real hey. quick. Side note. Kyle, do you drink monster energy I, I did back in high He's, school. Back when it was oh cool. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe this got way too and personal. And I have stepped. <laughs> I've kicked a lot of drywall. I don't. I, I hate to feed into the stereotype. The stereotype? I have... <laughs> I have, in fact, uh, murdered a lot of drywall, and I'm not even joking. That's not even a fun little joke. Well, it is a horror movie, so, you know, where would we be without exactly. tropes? Um, okay. I'm going to so, also say that Bron, so the situation, Bron is going to blame Grant for him uh, missing and doing poorly and getting Well, angry. I told you, it's because if you should have used your weak little legs, you might have had better chance then. Okay, first of all, I didn't even need your help. You didn't even need to step well, up. I had everything under control. And because the way you swung your arm, it uh, threw off my uh, trajectory. If you would have just let me take it, it punch. probably wouldn't hurt your little feeble hand, bro. Well, for someone who always focuses on leg day, maybe you should have run to the front a little faster rather than hiding in the back. huh? The room is starting to get a little a little more crazy, right? Like the, the wind is really picking up. It is... Again, like that pressure that normally feels like it's just on your chest. It feels like all around you, it feels like gravity is starting to like essentially increase. And you kind of feel like this like weight upon you. Um, and not in a fun way like a weighted blanket would be. This is like something is slowly trying to crush you. Um, uh, so what do you do? And the spirit is in all these people at this point or is there one main person? It is in all three. Okay. It's more like, I guess I say spirit, but it's spirits. Um, it is, you know, essentially, in a way, it's more like there is a, almost like one spirit that is essentially just sort of possessing and controlling, uh, almost like mind control kind of thing, you know, like over over these um, okay. these people. Yeah. I'm assuming that if you're an ancient evil spirit, that. that if you wanted to take over more than one person, oh, yeah. you probably could if you've had yeah. thousands and thousands just of years kind of to, uh, to practice your dark arts. Do a hive arts. mind situation. And also, if this is just a really terrible straight-to-VHS <laughs> horror movie, we don't need an explanation <laughs> right. of how these things work. That's also true. Uh, and that you know what? Myth Takes is nothing but your straight-to-VHS straight uh, <laughs> This isn't your um, HBO. No, that's, Go somewhere else for that. Yeah, this, yeah. Okay, kids, I don't know... I don't think this party seems like it has taken a bit of a turn, and uh, I've watched a couple scary movies. I don't watch too many because they're spooky, but can we, do we think it's safe to say that this is probably some type of possession thing? Well, um, I think so. I, I think it's safe to say that um, Everett was possessed as soon as his mouth touched uh, Idalia, and so it does seem like there might be, like, maybe we should quarantine or do something. I don't know. Maybe just I don't. I don't know. Maybe something like that. Also, my switch is officially dead, and so I, this is officially okay, well, my hell. Tula, I just want to like. Can I just show oh, I'm sorry, you? Did you want to say something, or did you want to maybe find a shirt? I don't know. Do you want to do anything right now? My okay. shirt was stolen. All right, girls. This this is not the can time I for this right now. Yours? Hold on. I am gonna no. wiki how real quick how to get rid of a demon exorcism. The Wi-Fi is down. God damn it. Okay. Can somebody Storm go? knocked out cellular towers, <laughs> just like I thought it would. Does anybody, I, you kids know so much these days, does anybody know how to get rid of a demon? I mean, there's, there, uh, um, no. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, I know in like some, oh, what was that show? There was that show where that guy was like the new devil or something like that. It was from a long time ago. He had a deal with... Salt. Anyway, salt was a big thing in that movie. Maybe... Maybe if we, like, throw salt at them. In in the distance, you hear Ollie whisper, like, through the other whispers of, like, the evil spirit. Ollie goes, <laughs> Oh, my God, no. That's not what I mean. So just roll one. Three. I'm going to grab a salt shaker, and I'm going to throw the salt shaker in its entirety at the black smoke. <laughs> you lean back and you just sort of like shot put, I think, right? I, I guess is one of the, the throwy things. Um, yeah. The salt, as far as you can, and there's kind of a brief moment where even the whispers sort of stop and everyone just sort of waits. And, you know, you lose, you lose sight of it very quickly in the darkness. And then you hear as the glass uh, salt shaker just like very quietly shatters in the distance and nothing happens. Uh, for that is not their weakness. And Ollie goes, And they are back and to And Tula is going to be like, do you want to throw pepper next? Is that what you want to do, huh? <laughs> do you want to maybe put some, put some pepper out there now, huh? I don't know what was an idea. What are your ideas? Uh, well, if it's like a demon, um, then, you know, water. Is there any sacred water that... You know, that well, Ali Ali is possessed, so that's Ollie, Did you keep any holy water? Yeah. No, dude. Like, okay, look. Obviously, one of the biggest issues here is how we can't see anything. So light, we need light. Can we like uh, start a fire or something? Since we can't find a flashlight, can we do anything to make it any brighter? Because I'm so tired of of not seeing anything. There is firewood there's technically still some alcohol lying around and i'm gonna imagine that someone has a lighter i mean there's no way that one of you doesn't have Adalia one has one um mama, i just Adalia always bums someone else's uh, okay, lighter mama burns yeah. for um, sure got a weed lighter she's hot <laughs> yeah. yeah so she can yeah you got that oh, weed lighter yeah You're good oh yeah because she's a cool mom that's true uh so Tula yeah. could just breathe fire at it um, so why don't you roll me, you so much, Bron- why don't you roll the two red dice okay. for me? Three, five. Yeah, you know, you, you do get uh, a fire going, right? You know, you've, you've, you've lit like a, almost like a homemade torch, uh, and it's real good. I'm going to kind of interpret this roll a little sort of different than I think other rolls, because I think that this makes sense for the plot twist and, and stuff like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to treat that as one failure and one success. Okay. So you you certainly get a, a torch lit. Um, however, you do also set fire to something nearby. Uh, you actually kind of can't see it very well because of this inky black darkness, um, which is starting to sort of like hiss a little bit. Um, so the fire is somewhere in that in that smoke, uh, but that does mean that you have now set fire to something in the house other than the torch, and you're not 100% sure where. You can just feel the heat coming from your left side. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, so now now there's a little bit of a ticking time bomb sort of situation that we've got going on besides these terrible creatures. Um, and so, so, so what do you do now that you've got this, you know, this kind of caveman tool? I am going to, can we still see the red eyes? Uh, yeah, you can still see them, in, you know, in, in the darkness. They are moving away from the left-hand side of, of the, of the room where you have some, somewhere set a fire. I think, uh, Bron is gonna, to wave it towards them, kind of stepping a little bit towards them, waving it at them to see what happens, like you do to scare off wolves, you know, with yeah, how that, yeah, that we sure. all had that shared experience. Yeah, like that Liam Neeson movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've we've all been stuck in the Arctic and had to fight off wolves exactly. for sure. Um, why don't you roll two red dice for me? That that sounds too dumb to be scared. You, you're just you're like, hey, I got this. I got this. Two and a two. Uh, okay. Um, so you don't have any kind of major, uh, like risk or anything like that. But you're swinging that thing around, uh, and. Something definitely catches fire on, like, on Everett. You're not necessarily sure what. It, it's probably, like, maybe his shirt or something like that. Um, but Everett uh, is now sort of screaming out, uh, and so is the spirit, though. Because um, the spirit does move you, um, or, like, the royal you. Uh, and so Everett is now sort of running around the room, and the darkness is kind of starting to dissipate a little bit, right? Like, it's kind of being pulled in different directions now, um, and it's getting easier to sort of move and see. Uh, and you can once again see the hallway that you once were down, um, and basically the things that you have a clear view of are the front door to the house and that hallway in which, uh, you know, you had to open that doorway at the end of the hall um, with the light. Um, those are really the only two things that you can Just see. Just to clarify, is there point. a child on um, fire so right now? So what do you all do? Is that one of the situations? <laughs> uh, not the child themselves, but definitely their clothing. Uh, and they're, they're kind of running around trying to pat it out. Okay. And that is definitely it's distracting like- <laughs> one of them. So- but it's one of the bad children, so they deserve to be burned. It is Everett the ex who has now kissed uh, I've never his liked ex him. and uh, definitely cheated on Tula. So, like, as the mom. I'm fine with this kid burning. Yeah, yeah. That seems yeah, about you're probably, right. You're probably kind of chill about this. Hey, you know, I've heard of burning, man, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> There's the face it's from Dan. It's a it's a special oh, wait, version I'm, of the face with the knife patch. It's very good. It is. I know. So just to catch up a bit, they do we throw salt and salt didn't do anything, and now the fire is kind of dissipating the spirit as well as burning stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You guys, I think I think I did it. I think I might. It's the fire. I think I may have saved Everett or killed him. I don't know right now, and I'm I'm honestly. I don't even care. Which really, one it you is? you don't care now, huh? Yeah, okay, all right. Good, you're such a good person, aren't you? Oh, you're so good. Oh, I should have stayed home, Mom. Mom, do you understand how everything would have been so much better if we would have just stayed home, huh? Listen, that would have been so much better. I, w- I would still have a boyfriend, huh? Wouldn't you don't I? always get life experiences just staying at home. Sometimes you gotta go out. Look at, this is a full journey experience and, and appreciate this journey that we're on right now. Why does it? Tula, will you just shut up? No. And kiss me already. Plot twist. 
<laughs> is this the plot twist column? <laughs> it is. I wrote down everybody makes out. Oh my gosh. Okay, sweetie, I love the enthusiasm, okay. but I feel like there are people burning. It might not be the time for that right now. And as what would a good mother do right now? There is a child on fire, but it's working to get rid of the spirit. So, Mom, why are you saying all this out loud? I, it helps me to work through things, sweetie. You know this. <laughs> Should we? Okay, we can't go outside with the fire because it's raining. We can't. Just set the whole thing. What, what, what do we do? What can we do? Just run around the house with the fire. Burn the house like down. I love that energy. Yes, let's it's burn it don't down. Don't light the house on fire, but run around okay. with like a torch. No, wait, no, don't burn it down. Well, and with that, with that, the plot twist happens, and the shelter begins to burn. <laughs> the house <laughs> is on fire, <laughs> as well as the roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. Mama Carol says, let that burn. I can now reveal that. Uh, so the plot twist that it gives you is your shelter burns, floods, etc. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, when I was writing this down, definitely wrote down your flood burns. <laughs> and I was like, that's yeah. not good. Your flood does burn. That's no. probably inappropriate. So I was like, great. That's that's real great that I wrote that. Um, but yeah, so now, yeah, so uh, hey, Bront, great job. You have you've set this house. Real on you fire. set this house on fire. This house is on fire. On fire. fire. That's very good. Fire. Uh, garage? Um, garage? I don't know. Maybe garage? Yeah. Garage. Yes. You're saying garage. Yeah. Okay. Garage. Yes, definitely. Let's I don't, I, I'm just all run down there. Grab all your favorite possessions. Everybody gets one. I don't have a good go bag, but everyone, let's head out. I don't have possessions here. I don't live here. Okay, well, then what just. What about your switch? Oh, this is Bront talking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Bro, you got me, bro. Always there for you. <laughs> I know I know we argue a lot, but I really I don't know what I do without hey, you. Hey, we might die in this burning building right now, bro, and I just want you to know you inspire me every day. Your legs aren't that weak, bro. Oh my god, and you keep me in check from not getting a big ego, and I love you for that. <laughs> I love this because not only are you getting the respect, but like your mortality is making these two brothers come together and have an actual moment of understanding. Yeah. And that's actually really, really sweet. Uh, and because of that, I am going to need you to roll two red dice because you are standing around a with a torch. And also, um, this is, um, you know, this is a little bit of like, you know, you're just sort of taking a moment out of this great escape plan to have your heart to heart. Well, that's um, how it should always happen. So this is getting, this is getting dangerous. Two and a three. Uh, okay. No permanent factors here, but, uh, the, the room is is very much on fire. It is it is it is bad. Yeah, Carol's um, just gonna start. The spirits. Oh, go for it. Uh, I was just gonna say this. This the spirits are pissed, uh, and they are floating above the flames. Uh, but uh, they seem to be trapped in this house, just like you. For whatever reason, they cannot leave the confines of the building. Um, and uh, you have definitely now, because of the fire, blocked off the front door. Um, so the front door is no longer an option for escape. And that is the consequence of your actions, of having this beautiful moment between bros. <laughs> Broment, if you will. And uh, we will, thank you. Is there a, like a sliding, like a back door, or is it just garage? How many exits can we see from where we are? Uh, you can't necessarily see it, but you do know that the garage is somewhere down the hallway. Um, but that is currently the only direction that you can get out of. The left-hand side of the room, where the, or the left from where you mm -hmm. were, right, 
because um, your back initially was to the hallway, so the, to your left was uh, the sliding glass door area, and to your right was the front door area. Um, so now you have directly in front of you the chimney and brick wall, uh, and behind you is the hallway that leads uh, like kind of further into the house and towards the garage and stuff like that. Okay. The garage is attached? Yes, it is attached. Gotcha. It is a four-car garage. Damn. Oh, dang. Yeah, big house, big house. Got that Rich money. kid. Always got money. Well, Ollie's parents got money. Very important. Okay. So, uh, Very as important. A, you know, those motherly instincts are going to kick in right now, and I'm going to start trying to just, like, grab all these children's, usher them away from the burning fire like a good parent would. I don't want children <laughs> to burn alive because that will hurt my reputation for sure. I can walk on my Sweetie, own. Sweetie, I got you. I'm going to save you from this burning fire. I can walk on my own. Okay, fine, fine. You walk. So this is overprotective, I think. So roll roll two red dice for me. See? Tell me if you can get all of them okay. down the hall. That is a six and a four. People are arguing, and they're not necessarily stoked about each other, but they are still listening to you, and they are, you know, traveling down the hall. And, you know, it is almost like, you know, you know when you're in a pool and you're trying to walk, and it's, like, really hard? That's what it's like because the smoke and, like, the inky blackness from from down the hallway is trying to push you back into the room where the flames are uh and you know and you're just kind of like you're arguing but you're uh, you, you know another thing i think that you're always a jerk right like that kind of situation you're kind of wading through these these shadows um and it's interesting because it is trying to push you backwards but you can also tell at the same time that the darkness is trying to not be near that flame uh it is trying to push you back into it but it is staying clearly the hell away from it as much as possible um and it is really just pushing and pushing and pushing uh down this hallway so you are fighting it strongly and uh you make it to the sort of junction in the in in the hallway here um to one side you have the garage that's basically uh, i'm gonna give you three doorways to the left you have uh the, the the garage to your right, you have the master bedroom, uh, and in front of you is the doorway that you once were going through when uh, you pushed, uh, not Carol, you pushed Deborah into the darkness. Hmm. I feel like I, outside is our best bet. I didn't do much fire training. I'm not a firefighter, but I feel like a, out of a burning building is uh, <laughs> the main goal. So I'll go, I'll head towards garage. All right, I'm just gonna write down this quote. Cassie is not I'm not a, a firefighter. firefighter. But if your house is on fire, maybe go outside. You all have walked out. And, you know, it's it's not necessarily easy to see in here, right? Because the garage doors are closed. Um, and the power is out. And it is nighttime. Um, but the, the flames from the rooms behind you are sort of illuminating the hallway just a little bit. And the room that you're in. Uh, and uh, you can see, obviously, four separate doors. Um, like like sliding your know, garage, like lifting up yeah. uh, doors um, to to the outside world. Um, so uh, what do you do? I think Bronze's first instinct would be to open one up, but I assume if there's no power, that that might not happen. Right. So like that would be. It's not going to go up automatically. That someone's going to have to perhaps try to lift it. I can. I can do that. I've got strong okay. as my secondary. That's true, you do. And that's when um, Bronn looks at Idalia <laughs> in a different way. That's when he really sees just kind of the strength um, that's been hidden there all along. 
and two ones <laughs> on the red. And at this moment, well, at this moment is when Bront realized, ah, oh, never mind. Actually, so, uh, the thing is, is, is you're trying to lift this thing up, and look, what we actually probably do all know at this point is Adelia actually is pretty, pretty actually damn strong, again, emotionally and physically. Um, and um, the, the thing is, though, is that, like, for whatever reason, she can lift the, the, the garage door up a bit, and it's not enough to get anyone under, uh, but it's lifting, but then it hits almost like an invisible wall, like something is, like, basically pushing down on it at the same time. Um, and it is at this point that we now can also, for some weird reason, um, at this moment, I'm going to word this differently because I don't know why I would say for some weird reason. <laughs> um, now, throughout this whole situation, down the hallway, we could hear uh, the screams uh, of both the spirits and the three people who have been taken over by them. Um, and, um, you know, Everett cries out one more time and Tula, as much as Tula is angry at Everett, Tula um, cries out to him and, you know, wants to protect him. And Tula goes running back into the building uh, and we can no longer see Tula. Uh, Tula has disappeared. During this whole situation of trying to lift the door, Tula has snuck off to go find uh, her, her, her love and has disappeared into the darkness. Um, so, uh, basically, it seems as if something is keeping you in the house, just like the spirits. Um, and, again, it is, it is getting pretty, pretty bad in here. Uh, it is, the building is on fire. Uh, you are still holding the torch, um, and you are kind of stuck in this garage. What do you do? Well, that was, my daughter just ran off, right? That is, a. Uh, that is who just ran? Yes. Okay, so, um. Yep. I think I'll have to grab Bront because he's the only one with our fire, and the fire is the only thing protecting us, right? So I'll say, I'll yes, so we think. Talk to Bront. Be like, Bront, come with me right now. We have to bring her back with that fire, and uh, we. I go ahead that way. I don't know if I can get Bront to follow. All right. I think he's gonna okay. follow immediately. And also, by the way, Colin, I forgot until just now that I'm technically hurt, and I'm supposed to roll a, a red dice. For every role now, I don't think I've done that the past couple times. You know what? I had totally forgotten about me that. Me too. So why don't you roll three red dice for <laughs> me right now? Let's just sort of see what happens. I thought maybe you'd spread them <laughs> out, but okay. What? Well, well, no, because you, okay, whenever so you roll two red dice and then you have to add two. one. One. You go to follow, uh, but you actually you get kind of scared actually, and brought for the first time tonight. You're not able to move. You're actually kind of immobilized by your fear for a moment. And you watch as Carol runs back into this burning building and you're just sitting there holding your torch almost like it's a little baby uh, and you're kind of afraid to, to you're afraid to go back in there. It's it's a scary world in that house. Yeah. And for a brief moment you're safe in this garage. So you're sort of just there for for the next move essentially so let me just let me make sure i got this straight so carol said bront come help me go get the daughter and bront's like okay and he she runs in and he takes a couple steps forward and then stops and yes. lets her just run in by herself yep <laughs> okay cool again cool. you you remember you also had a brief moment of remembering your mortality with your brother yes and so this is definitely like that kind of hitting you all of a sudden yeah just how deep that conversation was 
this is it's everything's going to shit real bad um and so you know again the house is on fire and uh there's smoke pouring out of you know a a very uh ominous book and there are uh at least two spirited people uh in this house maybe three we're not really sure if everett made it or not but uh we're not sure if tula has made it or not I think all that Mama Berg has got right now is um, she's going to go to grab her daughter. She's going to have that wheat lighter out for protection. And then uh, if she thinks that there is something about the house and she can't get to WikiHow to get rid of this demon, her only source of information is that book. So she is going to head towards that book, wheat lighter out, and try to get some info. The old school way. Red. A four and a five. Lucky for you. Um, nice. No one dies in this situation. Uh, which would have been what happened if you failed the red You would have killed my daughter, um, Colin? And, no, your rival. Oh, Deborah? Oh. Your rival, Deborah. Deborah, Deborah would have, Deborah would have been crispy. Mm. <laughs> um, so, uh, and no one wants crispy Deborah. Um, you make your way into the room where the book is, and even though your lighter isn't particularly powerful um the smoke still kind of separates away from you and uh doesn't try to really touch you as you walk into the room with that book uh and the whispering of these ancient tongues are getting louder and louder as it you know um kind of fills this whole room with you um and so now you are standing directly in front of this book that is just pouring out this you know this black sludgy smoke uh and you are standing there with your lighter so what are you gonna do with the book I'm try, is it is the smoke clearing enough where i could read the book i feel like there's probably some type of like incantation or something like there's some info in that book that i need to get to so i'm gonna go to try to read it uh i got two fours do you have no any fives. fives basically your big issue is because this isn't like a major like dangerous fail necessarily um i lost my readers and the print's too small (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny no i I just realized that this is a dangerous role though this is a dangerous action even though you're just trying to read the book um there's a lot going on on the house is on fire and everything like that yeah she um, did fail it yeah and you did fail it uh so unfortunately uh you are trying to read this and the print is in a, a language that you don't recognize it is in fact you've never seen anything like it it's not even like hieroglyphics or anything it's just the most bizarre writing you've ever seen you're just hoping that somehow it will make sense to you and somewhere deep within the fire you hear deborah call out to you for help well deborah is pleading uh for you to save her life and then suddenly carol please Debra? Please? I... I always knew your brownies were better. <laughs> Debra! For you to admit that means so much. And Debra... And Debra is never heard from again. No. Debra has succumbed to the flames. <laughs> Just... Colin, I didn't um, care about her at all until right at that moment. And that's when you took Debra? I didn't care. Deborah could have burned at any Listen, point throughout this, and now. 
that was that was the fate of the die as a as an unnatural twenty. You should understand. I like that. it. Um, yeah. Oh, the the hubris of the <laughs> d twenty uh, rolling for you has come back. Uh, so uh, the thing is, is that you are on the right track. So I'm not gonna claim this as like the final final move necessarily, but you have figured it out. Like it that it's that book. That book. There's something about that book. Okay. Uh, the inky blackness doesn't like the fire uh and you know you're trying to read this but you kind of can't um so you know you guys are trapped though essentially with the darkness and the book and the flame i guess if is the book is the book just like floating in the air still is that is that what it's doing um where is it when you were trying to read it did you pick it up at all like grab at it or anything okay so it is definitely uh in in your arms you are holding the book. Can I, you said there's people there, right? If I just yell, like, I can't read this book, can somebody else come look at this? It's some newfangled high-tech. I would say Bronn was probably at the, the threshold, like, looking into the hallway. <laughs> he didn't really <laughs> follow you through. Bronn's always right there. So, yeah. Because yeah. uh, he did stop. He did get scared, and he's scared to go back into that house, into the hallway. Five, three... Two. Okay, so there's no risk factor taken, um, so that's that's good. So you actually had a success with a smart. Um, you get closer to the book, and you still have your little homemade torch, and it's it's about halfway fu- done, right? Your torch is starting to kind of simmer down, uh, but when you get close to it uh, with the flame to try and like kind of give yourself more light yeah. to read it. Uh, the pages kind of curl inwards, almost like it's a moving, living thing. The pages curl inwards towards the spine, trying to get further away from the flame. Um, and so uh, this book is essentially not letting you read it, but it is certainly trying, it is certainly afraid of you. This book of spirit, this spirit-filled book is terrified of you, Bront. Beats it with a torch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why don't you give me three d6, because you're strong. <laughs> hey, that's not always a good look when the GM takes that <laughs> position. Um, my one red die was a one. Okay, uh, so you try to <laughs> set this book on fire, and for whatever reason, you keep touching the small parts of, like, the book, like, mostly, like, the back of the book instead of the pages, and the outside of the book is not flammable. And so you get fucking pissed. You're so angry. And you take that book and you just punt it down the hallway. <laughs> um, and so now it is in between. Sorry, it, the book is between the flames and you. But it is now somewhere in this like waist high inky blackness. Um, and so you've kind of now lost the book a little bit uh, as the flames grow ever closer. Is um, it near me? It is. I would say that if you were to walk out of the doorway, you would probably bump right into it if you were to roll uh, two. Nope, probably just one die, because I don't think hot or strong will help in this. That's a six. So you find the book. You lift it up. Uh, How are you going to dispatch of this book, though? Well... 
the house is pretty much just burning mm-hmm. all around us, right? A lot of fire. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hold the book like in some of the flames. Mm. So, you know, like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, when they take the shoe and they dip it into the ass, yeah. it's like you're just doing that to this book. Except significantly uh, okay. <laughs> less traumatizing. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, in fact, it's it's actually empowering to you. All right, a six as my highest, and a three and a one for my red die. Yeah. So you do this, and you know what? It's spectacular. You, you've done it, Adelia. You have proven yourself today. You have put the book up to the flame. And through the fire and the flames, the metal music rages on within you. And it's so fucking metal because you lift this like living book and it squeals and turns in and the pages start to catch fire and you refuse to let go until you know it is ash and you unfortunately burn yourself. Um, your left arm is, uh, is, is pretty fucked up. Um, and it, it may be permanently scarred for the rest of your life. We don't know. But will that change your hotness? Probably from a 10 to like a 9.8. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, it is a blow. You do get hurt. But the thing is, is that doesn't matter. You have saved the day. When you do that, the flames suddenly disappear. Tula is found in the living room holding Everett who is also burned pretty bad. Deborah's body Deborah. is in the dead center of the living room and it is Deborah. literally the dead center. It is it is still smoking and steaming and she is she is gone. Um, and Ollie uh, kind of comes stumbling out of the kitchen area and is like dude what happened at this party dude my house my fucking house my parents are gonna be pissed goes and punches him he doesn't really Uh, process that anything has changed (laughs) he just assumes roll roll 2d6 no roll 3d6 for me five he's getting so excited you can't kill (laughs) grunt he can't two thanks Okay, uh, if that had been a one, yeah. a beam absolutely would have Ooh. snapped at that house and just crushed. <laughs> no, but it does not happen. Uh, you do, though, punch the shit out of Ollie, and you knock Ollie out. Okay. Um, and as the fire department and the police approach the house, uh, you all slip out through the back, and so you have left Ollie to deal with being knocked out in a house that was at one point on fire with a now dead PTA parent. Um, in the in the living room, um, but you have all grown so much as people today. Uh, let's see. Well, I I would like to know as this movie ends, right? When we do the freeze frames of every character, kind of looking back one last moment, whether to their rival, or whether to you know someone else in the party, or whether just sort of inwardly reflecting. What is the life lesson that Bront has learned today? I think. Bront's true life lesson is that uh, you know real real respect is respecting yourself, mm. believing in yourself, so so and that's true. all you need. Mm. Mm. And also, powerful, God, powerful. a good punch to a demon kid is 
Oh, it's real good. <laughs> if you Feels ever get good, the guys. chance. And what is the life lesson that Adelia has learned? Sometimes hot makeouts aren't as good <laughs> as hot books, by which I mean literally lighting books on fire. Does Adelia make out with anyone? You know, with the you know, with like the smoking house somewhere deep in the distance behind behind. Adelia her, or? definitely tries to make serious moves on Tula. That's a five. It's a success. She's like, you know what? Yeah, you are hot, and this was pretty damn cool. You saved the day. She definitely makes out with you. Beautiful. Um, so it, you got you got your respect, and then you got your hot makeouts. Carol. Yeah. Uh, Berg <laughs> Mama Schneider. Berg. Mama Berg. What's the life it's, lesson it's that a, you learned It's today? a hard life lesson for Mama Berg, because she has learned that sometimes the friend is the enemy that you thought you had at PTA, and then sometimes, <laughs> right when you could have been friends, that friend gets burned alive. <laughs> <laughs> never take your PTA enemies for granted because you never know <laughs> never. when you will basically be the reason why they suffer a terrible burn death. to a crisp in a rich kid's <laughs> living room. Yeah. Suffer just a terrible, terrible death. Uh, and here's the thing. I'm assuming that you are not going to go tell her child uh, what happened that evening. That mm. child's going to have to find out like from a not loved one that is going to be, you know, a phone call to that just will haunt them forever. Great ending. Um, great ending for Mama Berg. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we see all these moments and everything fades out. And we think that the credits are about to start. But then suddenly there's kind of a low rumble. And, you know, they're, you know, they're putting out the flames and the fire department and the police are there and they're investigating. A firefighter says, hey, uh, chief, come look at this real quick. What, what the heck is this? And he holds up a little piece of kind of a leathery-looking item. It's not very large, but it's a small piece of the cover of the book. And he puts it down on the table behind him as he goes to reach for a bag. And a brief wind blows through the house, um, through one of the large holes left by the, the fire. And it lifts the, the little piece of leather off into the wind. And as it floats away... And as the lights fade out, we hear the whispers, gently, but still present. Okay, thank you all very much for joining us here on this Myth Takes. I know it's a little long, um, but uh, I'm very excited that we did this Scavengers Scramble. It has been such a joy. Um, real quick, before we all sign off and say goodbye, uh, one last time, can we have the credits roll and can we see the names of who played who? Um, so it says, uh, in order of appearance, um, it says Tula Bergschneider, uh, played by... Me, Kyle Turner. Carol Bergschneider, played by... Cassie. Then underneath that says fucking Deborah, played by... <laughs> Daniel Spencer. Ollie, played by Colin and Parker. Adelia, played by... Daniel Spencer. Grant played by... Ah, uh, Cassie Davis. And finally, Bront played by... Kyle Turner. There's a couple things that are like, you know, no books or spirits or PTA members were harmed in the making of this film. Yeah. Uh, things like that. And then it has like the special thanks too. Uh, and the first special thanks is to Wham Juice. Let's just sort of kill two birds with one stone here. Uh, and so what are the personal usernames of the two people here from Wham Juice? If people want to find more of you, 
I am Kyle the Turner, at Kyle the Turner. Uh, I am at Dantendo64. And what is the handle for Wham Juice? At Wham Juice Pod. Daniel, you are also alongside of me and our two friends, Tracy and Beth. You are a part of Apotolesma. That is correct. And that is a very fun uh, actual play podcast. And you can mm-hmm. find that Twitter at Apotolesma P. Of course, uh, there is a, be- a very special thank you to Unnatural Twenties. Um, Cassie, yeah. where can people find you and where can they find Unnatural Twenties? Uh, they can find me personally at this B Cassie. That's just a B because, you know, why spell things out. And Unnatural Twenties is Unnatural Twenties on any social media. Perfect. I would I would also like to say that uh, this podcast, The Scavenger Scramble for Unnatural Twenties, features uh, yours truly, and we had a blast. And so you should listen to all the Scavenger Scramble episodes on oh, the network because sure. it'll be fun. You really should. Damn right. Uh, it'll be like it'll be like obviously... listening to the real show, but not yeah. at all because everything's <laughs> different. So this one comes out on Thursday, right? So that means that by now you will have already have heard that Unnatural 20s episode. And if you haven't, go back and check mm-hmm. it out. And also go check out the WIDK one, which will have, uh, well, it doesn't have Cassidy and, and me necessarily on it, but like th- it has these um, four radio DJs that the, that the two of us yeah, know. Yeah, our friends. Uh, very mm-hmm. well. Your friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, our friends Yeah, are, are on that one are on that scramble. Um, so yeah, you should check it out because uh, Colin definitely can't be on it because I am, you know, canonical part of their universe. So there's no way that I am any of the characters on that particular yeah, no. one. But it's, it's definitely worth checking out. So, so please go do so. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and to all the others on the Scavengers Network. We normally don't have a sign-off. We have a cliffhanger. So my cliffhanger today uh, is just going to be that we love someone out there. Is it you? Is it Deborah? We love and miss you, The world may never know. (laughs) Uh, No, the cliffhanger this time is just in loving memory of Deborah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.